if he was in the best of health and his normal self, he would have done so many things for my mom. He would have taken her to every chemo, every radiation. He would have done anything and everything for her, taking care of all the laundry, the grocery shopping, you know, getting her whatever she wanted. That's what he would have done. He would have spoiled her. And I felt bad because that's like when he started to get worse was after she was diagnosed. And I kind of feel like in a way he just started to spiral because there was nothing he could do. And maybe internally, he just didn't know how to express that. And I think it just made him get worse. He just couldn't do for her like I think he would. Welcome to the Let Me Walk With You podcast. I am your host, Nicole Polarczyk. I am a support coach who wants to walk with you while you go down this path called life. With the twists, turns, and unexpected events I've experienced, I know I'm not alone when I say it's hard to go through it on your own. I want to be the person I needed through those times for you. Weekly, I will bring you an episode about my journey and where I'm going. Come on, take a walk with me. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Let Me Walk With You podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and I am so happy to have you here today listening and taking time out of your day to support me. So yeah, today I really wanted to start a series. It's probably going to be three to four parts about ways we go through grief when it relates to a living being, a living situation, right? I don't think it's talked about enough where we realize that we go through these stages of grief for things that are still living, people that are still living, situations we are going through. And you might be like, what are you talking about? Well, today I wanted to talk about a situation where we grieve the living that I am all too familiar with, unfortunately. And that is when someone is diagnosed with dementia. So before I start this, I'm not a doctor. I have not spoken with any doctors recently regarding this. This is all from personal experience and knowledge I've just learned along the way. So if you're new to the podcast, I do suggest that you go back and look into the episodes where I'm talking about my father and his situation. So my dad was, my dad at first had two major strokes and each stroke took a different facet of his brain. It changed different parts of his personality. And that was just his takeaways from having the strokes. They either took part of his vision or part of his mental state. So his first major stroke, he lost all his peripheral vision and his mood was, I'm not going to say super angry, but he just wasn't very pleasant. 
his attitude. And then the second major stroke took about 90 to 95% of his vision. He could really only see like a pinhole as far as like what he could actually see. And his mind became almost childlike. Like as an example, you'd have to bribe him to go to the doctor with like going to get ice cream or something. Like he just became more childlike and not easier to deal with because, you know, he had just had these childlike fits and I'm not going to say temper tantrums, but if he just didn't want to do something, he wasn't going to do it and you couldn't change his mind about it. And when my mom got diagnosed with cancer, he started to spiral pretty quickly where it was essentially just diagnosed as dementia because he was shifting in a way he was just a lot more agitated a lot more aggressive extremely mean towards myself towards my mom and you know this is a characteristic of dementia and it was just hard to deal with that part of it and I'm not going to go into everything about it because I really want to focus on how we go through grief when someone is still living, but they unfortunately are diagnosed with this disease and they're going through it. And for me, when my dad had the second stroke, I really kind of had to face the fact that the dad that raised me was long gone. He was not there anymore. You know, of course, there were little glimmers here and there when he would talk somewhat lucid, but they were few and far between. But, you know, the person that raised me was not there anymore. And I had to face that fact and I had to just deal with it. And it was hard to just deal with it because... I was grieving for my dad, even though he was still physically in front of me. You know, the things we used to do, things we would talk about, they were no more. The stories he would tell just randomly about himself growing up or some weird fact about something on TV or something in the news, because he was a plethora of random facts and knowledge. Those were long gone. The dad that was super excited for Christmas and going Christmas shopping and just all things for the holidays, that was long gone. Because he just didn't really care about that stuff anymore. It wasn't a big deal. And I grieved him in a way I was grieving for him. Because my dad was a, he was a really good man and he took really good care of my mom and I, and he always did everything that he could for us. And I was grieving him for him in a way where I just felt bad because I know that once my mom got diagnosed with cancer, if he was in the best of health and his normal self, he would have done so many things for my mom. He would have taken her to every chemo, every radiation. He would have done anything and everything for her, taking care of all the laundry, the grocery shopping, 
you know, getting her whatever she wanted, that's what he would have done. He would have spoiled her. And I felt bad because that's like when he started to get worse was after she was diagnosed. And I kind of feel like in a way he just started to spiral because there was nothing he could do. And maybe internally, he just didn't know how to express that. And I think it just made him get worse. He just couldn't do for her like I think he would if he was okay. And I always felt bad about that. I grieved for him in a situation where I just know how much he liked to go for a drive by himself or just go outside to sit outside and maybe walk around or just sit and listen to the birds and, you know, look for squirrels and stuff like that. Like he just couldn't do it anymore. And I always felt so bad about that. And I grieved that life that he couldn't have anymore for him. I don't know if he could express that stuff if I would have asked him because, you know, there was a good chunk of time where he wasn't really able to even have like a kind or somewhat relaxed conversation with myself or my mom because he was just so like angry and he was just verbally I'm not going to say verbally abusive. He was just very mean, which was not him at all. But that was what we were dealing with at the time because that was the mental state that he was in as a result of the disease. You know, even after my mom passed away and I would go see him in the nursing home, I think majority of the time that I would leave the nursing home and sit in my car, I would always break down and I would cry and I would just be so upset. And it wasn't like I was, I wasn't crying for what inevitably was going to happen. I was crying because I just wanted him to be my dad. I wanted him to be the person that raised me. I wanted to be able to have, you know, funny conversations with him and hang out with him, but I just wasn't able to do that because a factor of having dementia is like no concept of time. So to him, I would be there for hours, but in reality, I was only there for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And then he would just want to go back to sleep. So he would just say, you know, it's okay. You could leave because I'm just going to go to sleep. And the things he would talk about sometimes like before I would leave, like put the kitchen light on before you leave or put the bathroom light on or do this or do that. And it was like he thought he was at home instead of being like in a nursing home. I would just be so upset because I knew if he was in his right mind, he wouldn't want to be there. I knew that he would want to go out and have a hamburger and a milkshake and go to his favorite, you know, place and sit by the river or go to a card show or a coin show.
I was grieving his life that he couldn't have anymore for him and for myself. And it was a lot to deal with. And it's hard. And if you're going through a situation similar, I get you. I get how it feels. It's hard to put it into words what you're feeling because the person is still physically there. They're still there. They're still breathing, but you're just grieving who they were, who they can't be anymore. You're grieving it for yourself. You're grieving it for them. And it's hard. It's extremely hard. Did me feeling this way make it easier when he actually passed away? Maybe a controversial answer. It would be, did it make it easier? Yes. Because I was looking at his death as peace for him. It's what he wanted. That's when you say someone passing away is more of a blessing. Because I knew it's what he wanted. He didn't want to live the way he was living. And I, if it sounds selfish, I don't know. But I just didn't want to see him like that anymore. Because it just killed me to see him like that. To know that someone who did everything that they could for you, raised you as good as they could, did everything they could for, you know, their wife, my mother. And he just couldn't do those things anymore, you know? I mean, he couldn't even grieve my mom with me because he just wasn't able to. It was just kind of like a matter-of-fact thing where... I never even told him she passed away. He just like knew. And it was just an assumed event. And we just never talked about it. And something that I learned with someone going through dementia, it's just better if they already assume a situation happened. Like he assumed my mom had passed away prior to when she actually did. It's just better to leave it at that and to not bring it up and say, no, it didn't happen yet. Okay, it happened now. Because they've already dealt with it. In a way, it's already in there. And when you rehash it, bring it back up, it it messes everything else up in their mind. It's hard to explain. But it's better to just leave it at that. It sucks and it's awful, but you just unfortunately have to leave it there. And currently, I am going through this in a way with my grandmother, my dad's mom. And of course, there was a chunk of time when I did not see my grandmother after my mom and dad passed away. And that is another story for another time. I know I've talked about it in other episodes. I just don't want to bring that up right now. But I've been back in communication with my grandma for a little over a year And I saw some signs of where maybe she had like Alzheimer's when I first started talking to her again. But I've realized, you know, up 
up to a certain point recently, I realized it was just full-blown dementia. She could talk about the past, but present is very confusing. And she's extremely angry with, you know, the way she acts. She's very angry with my uncle, which is another trait of dementia where they will, the person going through it, they have a target. And it's usually one person who takes the brunt of their anger that they're experiencing. So for my dad, it was like my mom, and then it was both of us, kind of, and then it was just me for a while. With my grandmother, it's my uncles taking the brunt of it, unfortunately. And it gets hard because you don't want to take the things personally, but you do. You know, they always say don't take what the person's saying personally because they're not in their right mind. They're not saying what they would really say if they were okay. But it's hard to not take the stuff personally because it's usually the meanest stuff you've ever heard come out of their mouths. Ever. And it's hard to just not take it personally and to not be upset. It's really hard to not take it personally. And I will keep reiterating that. If you're going through this and you've had someone lash out and you're the target of their anger, I know it's awful, but do not take it personally. Just keep reminding yourself, do not take it personally. Because if that person was in their right mind, they would not be saying that to you. So yeah, so I'm grieving my grandmother in a sense. Because, you know, she's not going to be the person that she was for me. You know, figure 10, 15, 20 years ago. She's not. I can't tell you the last time my grandmother made me like a meal or we had like a meal that my grandmother prepared for a holiday. I can't tell you the last time that that happened because I miss that so much. And that's something that I grieve very strongly because my grandmother was a really good cook, a really good baker, loved to provide. And I miss that just having one of her home cooked meals because you just can't recreate that. I've tried. <laughs> I have tried to recreate things that she's made and I just can't. It doesn't feel the same to me and I grieve that so strongly. Even though she's still here, she just can't do those things. And I grieve that feeling, that experience. You know, I grieve taking her shopping like to Walmart or to the grocery store and having her tell me little tips and tricks about certain things in the grocery store, you know, or how she would see something at, you know, Walmart or JCPenney's or wherever. And it would trigger something where she would have a memory about and she would tell me, you know, I miss that. I miss the times that I used to stay over. I would sleep over a lot when I was a kid. I would stay over for long weekends or school vacations. But even as I got older, I would still stay there every once in a while, especially after my grandfather passed away. I would stay over sometimes for a weekend. I did that for quite a while, just so she wasn't by herself all the time. And I just miss, you know, watching TV late at night with her because she would stay up super late, you know, watching TV, doing her word searches or Sudoku's and just random conversations we would have. I miss that a lot. 
I grieve those experiences so much. Because I know she just can't, you know, that's just not in her anymore. And I lost a lot of time when we weren't speaking after my parents passed away. And, you know, I regret that, but I don't regret that because I needed that time for myself. You know, I know that I know my grandmother loves me and I always keep reminding myself of that. Because even when I saw her last, she was like, I love you, babe. And she always called me that. And, you know, the last time I saw her, she was in her house. And recently, due to things from this disease, she now was in a nursing home. As of late, she's been put back in the hospital. So hopefully she'll go back to the nursing home. I don't know what's to come with her situation. It's just hard because something that she has going on with the disease is delusions, like horrible delusions. You know, when she was at home calling the police, so the police fire ambulance coming to her house for these outlandish reasons that she would be calling because these were real in her mind. And there'd just be not, like nothing you could do about it. You know, they would have to come out even though they knew that it was just a delusion because they got to know her, unfortunately, due to how many times this is, this had happened. But, you know, as of late, there was just one experience where they were like, okay, we have to bring her in to the hospital. Like, we just can't let her be here now by herself. And it's just hard. It's just hard because you want to say, this isn't real. You're safe. You're fine. No one wants to hurt you. But it's just, it doesn't click. And you can't get it out of the mind. You know, it's real. To her, it's real. As of late, with her being in the hospital, you know, she thinks people are trying to harm her that are in her room, even though there's no one else in her room. And that's hard. It's scary. And you feel horrible because you just want to say you're safe. No one's going to hurt hurt you, you know, and you just grieve this person who's still there, but they're just not the person you knew. They're not, you know, she's not Grammy in the sense of who I knew growing up my whole life and who, you know, cared about me so much. And, you know, she's just not that person anymore. And it's hard. It's a really hard situation to be in. And if you are out there and you're listening and you've experienced going through a similar situation with a loved one, dementia, Alzheimer's, anything that affects the mental state, I completely get you. I completely understand everything, all the thoughts that you've probably had. I know some of the thoughts probably weren't the best and I completely get that, you know. Without hearing your story or seeing you, I hear you and I see you, if that makes sense. I get it. For me, dementia is a bitch. And it's something that scares me a lot because I worry about myself when I get older. If this is hereditary and I could develop this, you know, as I get older, because my grandma's, a couple of her sisters, 
that have passed on. She comes from a big family. They've had dementia at the end. And then my dad had dementia at the end. Even though he had other circumstances, it still was dementia. And I just worry about that for myself. It really scares me to think about it. Like if that was something I had to deal with. I don't know. You know, I mean, not like I would be dealing with it because someone else who would be taking care of me would have to deal with me. But I just I'm really scared. That's an honest statement. I'm very scared that I will develop that at some point when I'm older. Because I don't want to be. I'm not saying my dad or my grandma like a burden, but I don't want to have someone have to deal with me like that, I guess. I don't know. See, that's me grieving for myself, even though I'm not even going through that, you know? (laughs) But I really just wanted to have this episode today to just shine some light on that. That if you've ever sat there and been like, oh, God, I feel like I'm grieving this person, but they're still here, but I'm still like kind of grieving them. It's normal. And there's so many other ways we grieve living people and situations. We don't even realize it, but we do. And that's why I really want to start this series to just kind of talk about it a little bit. And I appreciate you for listening. I know sometimes I get a little scattered, but honestly, if you're new to the podcast, I'm huge on just talking from my heart and what's on my mind. I don't run off a script. I do a little bit of notes to just kind of make sure I hit certain things, but I don't do any sort of scripting or I just sit here with a mic and talk. (laughs) And that's huge for me because I just want to show you my personality and how real, honest, blunt I am because this is just coming from me. So again, I appreciate you so very much. All my ways to find me are in my show notes. I will say my Instagram is going to be changing, so I will update that, but listen to the next episode because I'm sure I'll have the new Instagram up by then. But yeah, please reach out to me. You can reach out to me on the website. For the podcast, that link is in the show notes. If you want to have more discussions, if you want to have a one-on-one session with me, that is something I'll be offering where we can have like a one-on-one Zoom call and just have some chats about what you got going on. If you need to vent, talk about your situation That's really what I'm here for, and I'm going to go into that in further detail down the road, but I just wanted to put that out there now that that is an option for anyone who is interested, and thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you guys very soon. Bye. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed your time and desire more content, it would mean a lot if you could leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe. You are welcome to join me on Instagram at Nicole Polarczyk. You can also join my free Facebook group 
called Let Me Walk With You Community. I can't wait to share more with you next week. And remember, you are not alone. I am here to walk with you.